the protocol of the house and I am a stickler for maintaining the deference to the authority of the house and how things go. It's always been one song. This is not the time for them to do otherwise. So, man of God, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We are, we are learning a lot. We learn everything. Amen. Now, we are so glad to have the Lord set it for us tonight once again, and we would stand and receive the servant of the Lord, our dear brother, Apostle Fifi Ohim. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We receive him in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Osofo. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a pleasure being here once again. And we trust in God for tonight as well. To see what he has for us. Hallelujah. Are you ready for tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank you too. Amen. Amen. It's, it's a quite a difficult job. You have to close from work to come stand here and work with us. Amen. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Thank you again, Lord, for tonight. Thank you, even as we position ourselves, to hear you speak to us. I yield myself as an instrument and our hearts open to you to hear what you have for us. We ask that Lord graciously we will receive that which you have peppered for us tonight. We give you praise. We thank you Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Can we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1. So the Apostle Paul is going to say some things here, and it's quite shocking, right? Uh, thank God for the way, the liberty he had in exposing certain things in the New Testament. Whilst we're talking about prayer, we want to emphasize some things. Amen. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ. 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, 
which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities or in my weakness. Hallelujah. Amen. On one side, he's talking about things he could boast about. But on another hand, he's talking about the fact that if he had anything to, bo- anything to boast about, he would boast about his weakness. It's in what his weakness. There is a point we want to come to. Shall we continue, please? For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a tone in the flesh was given to me a messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might be from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. But my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmity that, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When we begin to talk about prayer, you know what I'm doing to all of you? We are bringing all of you to the place where you become weak men and a weak woman. Weak men and weak women. Men so weak that without dependence on God, they are nothing. Sometimes we come into this world, we are quite so much in we accomplish so much, and sometimes there is that. 
that independence of God, I can come. I can sort it out. You know? And we bring such things even into church. So there are some things you won't pray about because you should be able to sort it out yourself. Anything that reveals your weakness, it embarrasses you. I want you to understand that people in that state cannot pray. That's why a lot of people do not pray. When you educate men, you make them more independent of God many times. When God will be good to men and honor men and open doors for them, it makes them more independent of him. That was Paul's problem. If Paul had a problem, we have a problem too. And let me tell you, we have been through things. Amen. Amen. You know, you, you, you wonder why God would take the senior pastor of a church, right? Church I've been pastoring for many years and take me to South Africa, into Siberia. Those two years there was a time I was asking serious some serious questions. Why am I here? That's what he told me. I brought you here to deal with you in certain areas I can't deal with you in in Ghana. Amen. Amen. So he took me away from my family, from my friends, from everybody, and just dumped me there. And this is what he told me. You are here primarily to be worked on. My working on you is more important to me than the people I'm going to reach. When I'm done with you, then you can reach the people. What is Paul saying? A messenger of Satan has been given to him to buffet him. What an uncomfortable life. What doesn't he know about spiritual warfare? He taught most of the things in the Bible. So he says, the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. He said, therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Shall we continue, please? Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. In reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, 
in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. His strength is in his weakness. So it is very, very clear. When you see people who are strong in themselves, it shows before God they are very weak. And if you're talking about rare grace and operation, they are very weak. That is why wherever you find pride, you find weakness and a fall. Weakness. Jesus himself walked this earth as a weak man. Men spat in his face and treated him anyhow. Weak man by all standards. There are so many people who couldn't accept him as a Messiah. They expect him a, a conquering king like in David. Said, who the territories by conquest. Hallelujah. Amen. We're talking about prayer. Shall we turn to Genesis chapter 32, please? And look at from verse 24. Jacob is going to be with Laban by the intervention of God. God made sure all his back wages were transferred to him. So he's now leaving Laban, having spoiled Laban. He's living very rich because God wants him to go to the land that was promised. That's what But then, he had to reconcile with his brother. As part of that arrangement, his life was in danger because before he left, he had a problem, a beef with his brother. He sent messengers to his brother Esau for terms of reconciliation. The brother sends a message to him that he was coming to meet him with 400 men. And he feared. At that particular point, he had faced a very critical point in his life that was not common with him. Because he always seemed to figure things out. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Amen. Amen. Sometimes prayer takes on the dimension of wrestling. 
It takes a dimension of wrestling, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go in today. Until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. What was the significance of this? Prayer changes the one who prays. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes you. God is the same before you began to pray and he will remain the same after you've you The man who spends time with God will change. So now, the socket of his hip has been touched. And it's out of joint. So the man now is limping. Which has a spiritual significance. Anyone who limps is a leaner. He needs to lean on something to keep on limping. Hallelujah. Amen. After this experience, Jacob became a leaner for the rest of his life. He wasn't the same anymore. People who pray end up as leaners on God for the rest of their lives. Which in itself is a symbol of weakness. Leaning on God. His whole dependence is on God. And I'm going to tell you, the most dangerous people to deal with on earth are people who have no strength of their own. Amen. Amen. Find out about Moses. Find out about Abraham. Abraham so you will realize one thing. There is a, there is a saying in Fanti. How many of you have heard something like that? It's in a can. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. God fights his battles for him. The Bible says, Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Strength under control. The person looks very weak. You think you can just walk over the person. He's a dangerous person. Watch him. Shall we continue, please? And he said, let me go for the day breaks. 
But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob had been born to walk a certain path. But at this point, the man was not ready until that encounter. Until that encounter that weakened him. I said, I said, let me go. He said, no, I won't let you go unless you He was so desperate for that blessing. What blessing was he desperate for? The blessing he was desperate for is the blessing that is written in the book concerning him. Everything God had ordained for him to become. Life was not worth it. It's not worth all the material things I've gathered. If I just came to live in this world to acquire these things without acquiring that for which I was born. I will not let you go. Unless you bless me. Unless you bless me. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he said unto him, What is your name? This is where he's beginning from. What is your name? He said, Jacob. Jacob. Supplanter. Cheat. Someone you can't predict. That kind of nature can only inhale a blessing from God. But the nature consistent with the nature of God. Amen. From whom the blessings flow. Who bestows the blessing. Amen. To so represent him. Amen. I say, your name shall no longer be Jacob. But Israel. Israel. For you have struggled with God and men. And prevailed. You have struggled with God. And with men. And have prevailed. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, many times when we tell the story of Joseph, we end it with our materialistic mentality and so-called knowledge of promotion and stuff like this. This African interpretation of scriptures. We need to see what we look at it. We end that where they say, bow the knee, and he's sitting in the chariot, he's priming himself. No, 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 no. It was a process he had to pass through to fulfill the purpose for which he was born. Why? To preserve the posterity in the earth. Amen. That be antisa. Well, I want to associate this with no other crowd or more. I want to associate this with no other crowd or more. I want to associate this When we talk about destiny, everything that has smells like destiny has Christ-like connotations. Christ-like, you know, whatever Christ came to do, you see it's in nature in the fulfillment of destiny. Hallelujah. Amen. So in the end, we're just being a big man. And then whatever he says is a law. No, 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 no. He needed that. So that promotion and the job, you need that to fulfill destiny. 
So if it's the reason why you have an excuse not to come to church again or read the Bible again or pray again, then that's a problem. It's a process. Everything he was able to do, he needed a position to be able to do it. You have struggled with God and men and you have prevailed. The man is now in a very in a prevailing position. God has placed him in a prevailing position after having struggled with God and with men. Then Jacob has saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. <laughs> Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. The nah. sun rose on him. He limped. Hallelujah. Amen. What is this all about? When you know if I dare home. In our weaknesses, God shows forth. In our weaknesses, God is glorified. In our weaknesses, God turns situations around. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is going to lay the foundation for what I want us to look at today. I'm trusting God to do in about 30 minutes. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 11, please. We're going to read from verse 1. Luke and And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees that one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Beloved, listen. The disciples had been observing him. And had observed that when he entered into prayer, he came out a different person. They had been observing. Teachers. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Many times, beloved. It is people who closely observe you who can link your successes to your connection with your source. And how Daniel was such a wonder to all those around him. Because the guy kept going up. Regime after regime, he was still climbing up. If Everybody needed him. So the people he was working with, they said, what is about this man that makes him so awesome? If we can disconnect him from his source, and what he does to tap into that source, then he's going to be as weak as any other man. So what did they do? They got a king to draft a law. Then anybody who calls upon any other God apart from the God they serve. So they will put him in the lion's den. They knew that was the way they would get him. Because listen, the man was too strong on his knees. And that was their problem. I know you can't touch this man, no matter what you do. Beloved, listen. Listen. Prayer is not just any exercise we get, in, we get into. <laughs> we all need to discover the place of strength in prayer. Place of strength in prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us how to do it. And we'll be fine. Just as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, Say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We have a relationship with our Father in heaven. He is the reason why we pray. He is our source. We came from him. He has all the solution. He understands us better than anyone else. If we have anybody to talk to, he's the one we talk to. There are some people, when they get into trouble, they're looking for people who will comfort them. Then they tell their problem to this one. Then they tell it to this one. Then they tell it to this one. You understand? They don't pray. Somehow they don't have confidence that they can pray for God to sort them out. We have a father in heaven. I have a father in heaven. He's the reason why I live. There is nothing like luck 
Or you are fortunate. We, we develop a certain concept in this country. They call it whom you know. I, mean, I don't know anybody. I don't want to know anybody. I don't want to know anybody. It will take him to bring to pass that which written concerning me. If he doesn't want it, I won't go bang or twist anybody's hands to put me anywhere. I don't need it. Amen. And if it's meant for me, no one can prevent me. I know it with all my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I work with this company, Construction Pioneers. As their chief materials engineer some years ago. You know, you know why they employed me? I used to work for the consultant who was supervising their work. But one day, they got me into an office. They locked the door and just kept in a few white people in there. This is what he said. We have been observing you. And we realize there is something about you. We need you on our team. How much are you going to take from us? Hallelujah. Amen. If somebody tells you what I'm going to tell him. So then I'm not only going to work with an engineer. I'm also going to put the price on that something you can't place a finger on. Amen. You got me, isn't it fair? Yeah. Yes, you pay for that one as well. Are you listening to me? Amen. Amen. Anytime we hold meetings on road projects, sometimes in the central region, before the meetings will begin, they would ask me to pray. These were people who don't go to church. And let me tell you something. I talked about the prayer atmosphere yesterday. You see, when you stay in that atmosphere, when you finish praying, even non-believers can tell that you have introduced something into the atmosphere. So because there is a certain calmness that comes. And when you finish praying, nobody can move for some seconds. Everybody is breathing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So each time they would get visitors from somewhere, their wives would visit. This is how they introduce me. This man, he can pray. Amen. Amen. But to cut a long story short, what I'm trying to say, beloved, we can always introduce the supernatural into the natural, wherever we are. Whether people believe in God or not, we make them believe. They will know. 
that there is a something, something tangible that we carry. Hallelujah. Amen. When you pray, say our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom what? Come. Who will make that kingdom come? Us. Who pray? God's rulership. We can bring God's rulership and God's domain into every environment. Hallelujah. Amen. I will share testimonies here and there. Just to interspare so you understand. There was a certain land guard who was giving me problems over a piece of land that was developing. I'll develop he breaks. I'll develop he breaks. I said, Who is this guy? I prayed and prayed and prayed, and we are in the meeting. The day we sat face to face and he saw me. He bowed down. He said, I'm sorry. I hear your I'm I can't even look you in the face. There is something about you. I beg you. In fact, at that time, I didn't have much understanding. I was just... How do I say it? I was, I was an unguided missile. <laughs> if you cross me, I shoot. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> In fact, the kind of prayer I was praying for God to eliminate him. <laughs> but the man was not dying and I was surprised he wasn't dying. That's why I ring the meeting. Thank God we are growing up. Hallelujah. Amen. Men can see it. They can see it. You sit in a meeting with them, they can tell. Sometimes some of these whites will come and shake hands with me. He said, listen. You are a good influence on this project. You are a good influence. When there was any crisis, they would refer the crisis to me. Listen, beloved. This is a way of life. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom Come. Can you bring the kingdom into any situation you find yourself? The kingdom, come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on this earth. As as For that's why you and I live. Seriously. 
But the will of God to be done on this earth. To translate it. We can interpret it. Translate it. And make it a reality here on this earth. God's will be done here. God's will be done in your home. In the lives of your children. Please don't just give your children the education in good schools. Let the kingdom of God come in their lives. Let the will of God be done on earth through their lives as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. We can redefine this nation. You don't get despair and open your mouth and talk like a politician. We are here to bring a change. Amen. I don't care. You can you are here to bring a change. Amen. That is why you are here. In our time, things will have to be different. In the time of our children, things will have to be done differently. Amen. Because we have raised them differently. Amen. And they carry an atmosphere that can change the situations. Amen. Sons of Belial. Sons of confusion. Amen. I'm not determining the destiny of our nation. Whilst we are here, no way. Hallelujah. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. We depend on him for our daily bread. Our daily ration, our daily sustenance. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yes. And he said, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves? I'm only going to read because he's been dealt with. Right. To me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. He will not rise and give to him because of his friend. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him. In prayer we ask. But asking is not what is part of prayer. Hallelujah. He is our father. He knows our needs even before we ask him. He expects us to come to him to make demands on him. Just like our children will make demands on us. If we understand these things, there is no reason why you tell your children when they ask you, I haven't been paid, I don't have money. Fathers don't talk like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Fathers don't talk like that. You have to let your children know that you also have a father in heaven. If they see how you connect very well with your father in heaven and they get a kind of resource, when you introduce them to that same father, they will connect to you the way you connect to the Father in heaven. So That's the Father's responsibility. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When I go before God as a father, 
I know he won't disappoint me. No, he won't. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't use a language I can't afford. It is not possible. No. No. You say, what, what do you mean? I said, I can't hear you, Patrick. I said, I won't me I will explain. If you can provide, who should provide for them? Who should provide for them? If you brought them into this world, you know what it takes to be able to take care of them. You you be weak be enough to depend on the father who gave you that role as a father. If the economy in your nation is weak, the God you serve is not weak. His economy is not weak. Trust him to make a way. And keep on asking. Ask in faith. Ask trusting God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to just cause us to look at one scripture. When we finish, we're going to come back to this. Amen. Shall we look at First John chapter 5, 14 and 15, please? First John 5, 14 and 15, please. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask... Anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. And we know that he hears us, whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Glory to God. So this is the confidence with which you are approaching to ask. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, sometimes when we ask, it gets to a place as we keep on asking and holding on in faith. We can sense there is something amiss. So we shift to a gear of seeking. Seeking. Let me give an example. My third son. When he was just about two years old. We had a meeting in church like this. And prophetically, prophetically speaking, one prophet spoke about him and where he would be spending his life. Hallelujah. When he was just two years old. As events played out in his life, it so happened he had to go. 
We put everything together. He went to the American embassy. They refused him. First one. Wow. I pray. Trust God. On the basis of what God has said. And I knew the timing was right. We put together, he went a second time. They didn't give to me. I like that. <laughs> Bounce. He went a third time. They bounced him. As I prayed, trying to find out exactly what was happening. This is what the Lord told me. The first interview he attended, he slipped in saying some things. So they had written those things down. And those things were what the second interviewer and the third interviewer had stood on. So when I sought the Lord and I clearly understood exactly what was happening. He changed the dimension, which I will refer to as knocking. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, beloved. I pray some serious prayers. There been we who have sinned so very much. And God nailed the handwriting of ordinance which was against us to the cross. Pam, 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 and finished. So I stood on that and said, whatever mistake, whatever error, I cancel it in Jesus' name. It shall never be held against him. I open a fresh chapter. He went the fourth time. I knew the fourth time. Amen. Oh, how serious, I tell you. If you get into that warfare mode, you are prepared to fight anything in the realms of the spirit. So listen. When it was his sent to be interviewed, he noticed one strange thing. The gentleman who was going to interview him was wearing the tie, the color of the tie of the school he was going to attend in the U.S. First sign to him. The guy was extra nice. Just loved him and just, they began to talk. So they talked and talked and talked and talked and out everything he wanted to find out. Then he looked at what had been written by the three previous interviewers. Then just what he tells my son. He said, if I look at what had been written against you, I should refuse you. But don't mind those people. Let's continue talking. Amen. Hallelujah. They changed the conversation. They began to talk about so many other things. Looked at all the documents. Then he said, listen. I'm going to do something that can cost me my job. But I, I'm, going to, I'm going to vouch for you. I'm going to give it to you. He changed all that had been written about. 
Are you listening to me? Amen. I realize that many times we stop at asking. And because we don't get a resource, oh, maybe the revelation was wrong. The initial revelation that I received upon which I'm praying is wrong. I believe, no, 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 it's not wrong. No. It doesn't work like that. Seek. You see, when we begin to mature in God, we do more seeking. Daniel did a lot of seeking in Daniel chapter 9. He read the books. Go to the prophecy of Jeremiah, 70 years were appointed for people to return to the land and all the details. He wanted further clarification. clarification. And began to seek God. And began to seek God. What does the Bible say? He that seeks will find. If he seeks, will find. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometime last year, I went to Benin, Republic of Benin, to be a speaker in a conference. I intended to leave on a Saturday, but after the conference on Saturday, I felt like I wanted to stay on. So I spoke with my companion at travel with. Would you want to just stay with me for Sunday? My staying meant that my host would require me to minister in his church on Sunday, where we had a conference. But listen, as I waited on God for a word for the church on Sunday, the heavens were blocked. I slept and woke up again, just trusting God for a word. No words. I said, something must be happening here. Something must be happening here. So I began to seek. I began to seek God. And this is what the Lord showed me. Instantly, my eyes was open. I saw four thrones with kings sitting on a throne with their, with their crowns. Suspending. Then I saw chewing seed, the kind of chewing seed they sell. It's bound together in a way. No, I don't know what I'm, 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 you see, they tie with some leaf, right? Green leaf. That you, yeah. I saw that one, and I saw cowries network intricately, beautifully network, so properly compact and network on the ground. All demonstrating the kind of the kind of oneness, the kind of unity, the kind of uh, covenant that bound them in their pursuit of taking over that territory. Now, in fact, I was afraid. I felt that I needed. I felt I needed a backup. 
I felt like waking my friend up. How do I break the sequence of what I'm doing to try to explain to him how to get into something he's not even a part of? You understand what I'm talking about? I'm going to face this. So there, I have sought the Lord. He has shown me what the situation is. It was not time to knock. It was not time to knock. So I said, Lord, what do I do here? He said, command them to fall off the throne. And for the throne to be displaced from wherever they are. And here I was commanding in my heart. Because I didn't want to disturb my friend who was sleeping. So, so much was happening, but I didn't want to disturb him. So I commanded. And I commanded again. The next time my eyes were open, those forces on the throne had disappeared. The thrones were hanging in some awkward way with nobody sitting on them. Then I said, Lord, what do I do next? He said, set the throne and everything you see on fire. And I commanded fire. Paint everything. When I finished, I had the release and I received a word from God. Amen. Beloved, listen. On account of that, what, that which happened, I'll be a fool without divine direction to just get up and go into Benin. Because listen, you've been picked up on the devil's hit list as far as that nation is concerned. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You see, you see why sometimes ministers die prematurely? I'm going to explain. I want to explain some of these things, right? But church, to be very cautious, to be very certain, God wants you there. Because listen, beloved. Recently, I was driving just some few days ago. There was a madman walking on the pavement. He was heading towards me aggressively. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. It was like a movie. In fact, if we need to clearly understand some things. If you are getting into prayer, don't be afraid. So here, what's daddy doing? I said, did you see that gentleman? He's demon possessed. What am I trying to say? Don't stop at asking. There comes a time you need to seek to find out exactly what situations are in the realm to respond. Once you clearly understand things, anybody who has vowed with his life that he won't give you access, he must die. Oh, yeah. 
We are in a serious situation. Things are not as simple. And not because of this. Some people are so praying. Because they are asking and they are When you seek, you get to know things you ought to do. Sometimes there might not even be spiritual things. There might be physical things you just need to put in order. Things you just need to, to change the whole situation. But as long as you don't know, you keep on asking. It's God we're holding from us. Hasn't God promised us? What has He said? So we persist. And I'm going to tell every one of you here. We are all going to learn how to pray. We are going to make prayer a lifestyle. But I'm going to tell every one of you. All of you are going to enter the devil's hate list. But, but who is the devil anyway? Who is he? Well, when we have a mandate to make thy kingdom come. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who is the devil? Who is the devil anyway? We have authority over him. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Some people will say, I don't want to get into trouble with the devil so that he doesn't trouble me. Then you are not a Christian yet. We need to get ready. It's our destiny. It's our destiny. Hallelujah. Amen. The first time I entered America at the immigration. It got to a point the immigration officer wanted to return me. The man was furious. Furious. I can't explain it. Furious. Why did you come here? I didn't want to. Just looking at him. Very calm. And just praying. Child of the devil. I'm just saying in my heart. I subdue in Jesus' name. What was his problem? I was coming to spend six weeks in that country. That was his whole problem. This week. That was his whole problem. For the next 30 minutes, blew his stop off. Oh, people have, almost everybody was gone. No, I just looked at him. And in my heart, I say, You dare not. This, this land is my father's land. I'm here on a divine mission. I'm here to obey my father. His kingdom comes here. As we come here. In the name of Jesus. He threw my passport at me. He didn't stamp it. In his fury. 
And I took my passport and walked away. Many times, God's will is setting concerning issues. Men in situations will close doors at you. Close doors on your promotion. Close doors and decide it can never happen. I want you to know something. Thy will be done on, here on earth. So the reason why you and I are here is to make sure that the will of God is done. Not just in our lives, but in the lives of everyone. Will be done. Amen. Will be done. Amen. You're going to fight this war over your children. Amen. Over your children's children. And I want you to know something. It gets fiercer. And sometimes we don't even notice it. It's so subtle. He wants to set you up, embarrass you as a minister, make life unbearable for you, attack your children, attack your home, attack, you know, things that will hit you so hard. My daughter once sat me down. She wanted to talk. I said, Pastor, Daddy, am I going through all this? And friends tell me that because I'm a pastor's daughter, that's why I go through. I, I, said, I said, put that aside. Leave that warfare to me. I'm your father. You don't have to worry. I'm your father. No, 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 I'm your father. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. I'm your father. I'm so weak enough to lean on my God. To hold on to him as the ultimate. He's all I have. He's the only one I know. He's the only one I can depend on. No one else. And I'm going to depend on him for as long as I live. He's my life. When I am weak, then I am strong. Then I'm strong. Many times God will set me up, set you up to, to grow you in your strength, to, to, to make you weaker so that to, He will grow you in the real strength, His strength. Hallelujah. Amen. By the time I have spent just two years in South Africa and come back, I knew I was a different person. I just knew. Because deep down on the inside, I knew. There is nothing I can trust anymore. In terms of my, own my own ability. All that can ever be is what he has purpose concerning me. What he has said. What he has purpose to bring to pass. And what he has purpose. There is no devil that can stand in the way and make it impossible. Amen. What he has purpose. And I want you to know this for as long as you live, beloved. 
God is counting on you. That's the challenge I want to throw to everyone who sits here and within the sound of the voice. God is counting on you. This is what our whole life is about. Don't give up too early. I know some people have given up on situations and given up. They've tried and they've folded. No, 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 don't give up. Please. Don't. Amen. God is counting on you. Amen. Just keep on holding on. Amen. Keep holding on. Hold on. So Radimu. The Lord will show up. I said the Lord will show up. I said Turn to someone and say, Keep on, the Lord will show up. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, would you bow down your hairs and lift up your hands right now? Father, these are candidates for great things you want to accomplish in these lives, in this nation, and wherever they find themselves, and in this church. These are great lives you are raising in this end time for your name's sake. No one is too young and no one is too old to have a fresh and a new beginning in what you are about to accomplish. Amen. I pray that you place your hand of ownership upon every one of them and bring them to the place where they will appropriate your strength in every area of their lives. Amen. Appropriate your strength in everything that they do. Amen. Appropriate your strength, oh Lord! Amen. Depending absolutely on you. Bring them to the place where they have, they have no one but you. Yes, Lord. And they are trusted in no one but you. And look up to no one but you for solutions and for answers. And for guidance. Amen. Let your spirit take control over this church. Amen. Let your hand be mighty upon this congregation. Amen. Turn situations around. Amen. To your glory. Jesus. Breathe upon every one of them. Yes. Lord. Breathe upon them. Fulfill your good plans and purposes. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. And God keep you.